Welcome to another episode of Rejoicing Daily with your host, Rebecca Brandt. She has a heart to help all families find the joy and beauty of our daily lives, not living in negativity, but truly counting our blessings. The show is based on that beautiful verse in Psalm 118 verse 24 that says, This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Join Rebecca and her special guests as they share insights for Rejoicing Daily. Hi everyone, this is Rebecca and I am so excited to have on the phone with me today at Rejoicing Daily, Leslie Nunnery. Um, She is a very special person to me. I met Leslie a few years ago um, when I first saw about this great convention called Teach Them Diligently. Um, When I saw it, I noticed speakers that I had recently heard that I knew brought glory to God's name and helped Christian homeschoolers grow in their wisdom and knowledge so that they could disciple their children. So, Leslie, welcome today to Rejoicing Daily. Thank you. It's great to have you on the phone. Um, Can you share a little bit with the audience about Teach Them Diligently and Worldwide Tent Makers? Because really the two go together in my mind. Oh, yes, yes. Um, Yeah, I would love to. Actually, Worldwide Tent Makers is an organization that was started 25 or 26 years ago now by my father and a group of his friends that had a vision for um, mobilizing Christian laymen specifically to to get them to acknowledge that we are all called into full-time Christian service no matter where God has planted us and what gifts and talents that he has given us. And it is taken out of the, the, the passages that talk about the Apostle Paul serving as a tent maker. And we believe that Paul did that not just to pay his expenses, which is a great, that's a great side effect of tent making. It does pay your expenses. But it also opens so many doors. And it, it builds such natural relationships with coworkers, with people that you're meeting physical needs and so on. There, there are just so many applications. So that is that's a brief history of where tent makers came from. The way that David and I specifically got involved was David started, um, he was volunteering as president for several years because this has been just a passion of ours for as long as I can remember of, of David and mine. Um, and we had gotten to the point where it was very clear that for tent makers to move forward, David could no longer be a volunteer president. He needed to make the jump of quitting the job that he had and going full-time with the mission board. And God made that so very clear to us that, honestly, that step of faith was not even um, – it wasn't even really scary. It just seemed like the most appropriate action to take. It was It was right. And so David, who had been um, a, a vice president of a sports marketing group, actually quit that job and went full-time with tent makers in April of 2011. And when we did that and during all this transition time, it, it was very clear to us that since we are talking about self-supporting missions, we needed to find a way to support the mission board and to support our family without going out and trying to get mission support in a more 
what we would deem a traditional way now because it's it's the most common way. You churches and individuals will support missionaries and so on. Um so we started praying about businesses to start and different ways to to use businesses missions and entrepreneurial missions and all of these things that are near and dear to our hearts. And at that same time, the Lord very clearly opened the door for us to start teach them diligently. And it was quite honestly through a very heartrending um controversy that happened with another homeschool convention. Um and I had been at that convention, and my heart was broken as I saw the way that things were handled, specifically over the issue of creation um, and the inerrancy of the Bible and the way that the world at large was laughing at Christians because of just the way this was being handled. And and my heart was grieved to the core. I just, I was devastated um, because I felt like, like the way that things were handled across the board was just really giving God's people and God's son a very bad name. Well, the Lord just miraculously opened doors over the next month or so for us to start Teach Them Diligently as a decidedly Christian homeschool and family discipleship event. We we have some distinctives where if you are going to be in our vendor hall, you have to sign a statement that says that you believe in the inerrancy of the scriptures, that you believe in a literal six-day creation, just as the Bible says. Um, and and that that is sort of a way that we felt like God really wanted us to to protect the the mission of of what we were trying to do, because if you are if you are focused on discipleship, and yet you are allowing things into your home probably unbeknownst to you in a lot of a lot of cases that are teaching things that are contrary to God's word it's it's very damaging and very dangerous um so that summer the lord really opened doors by bringing in speakers that had no business saying yes to us because we were nobody we had nothing really to offer them except for going to them and saying God wants us to do this and Bodie Bauckham and Ken Ham and and so many other really big name people were were saying yes that they would come and they wanted to get behind this, and we were just astonished. And I'll never forget the first vendor that came in. And we're high fiving and we're having we're just amazed that anybody is even listening. And as we went through that first year cycle, God just did unbelievable things all along the way. And the first year, which was in Spartanburg, South Carolina, in 2012. We had about 7,000 people in really a, a relatively small expo center. It was it was crowded and it was tight, and yet the attitude and the fellowship and the spirit in that building was unlike anything I had ever experienced before, and we rejoiced. We we could not believe all that God had done, and God had brought in people from 34 countries. Or, I'm sorry, 34 states and eight different countries, and, and he made it so big and so far-reaching that there is no way that we could take credit for it. Um, and I, he allowed us to do three last year, and they were all really, really good sites, really good heart events. I really one of my favorite times of the year is when all of all of these families get together, and. They're very different. They're not homogenous at all. 
and yet they all have a single focus, and that is to raise their children to glorify God and to disciple and to to pour their lives into the next generation of world changers. And there is just a great tie that binds with that and through that. But teach them diligently ultimately is is practically to support families, to encourage and equip families as they disciple their children, but it is also a means to support the mission work of worldwide tent makers, um, which we have we have people in the Far East, we have people in closed countries, we have people we have actually started a preschool in the country of Poland where we are actually testing some some ideas that we think would work across the world where we're reaching families through education and uh, the results over there, from a spiritual standpoint, have been wonderful. Um, it's it's hard running a business from across the sea. There are definitely there have been hiccups. Things have not always gone as we've we've perfectly designed it to go in our heads. And yet God is is so faithful over there as well, and is teaching us so much. But teach them diligently is designed to support missions in every way, shape, and form. Okay, so. Just to kind of back up for everyone here, I attended um, both events in Spartanburg, the first year and the second year, as well as your first event in Nashville. And I have to say that when I left the first event in Spartanburg, I knew that God had us on the path that he had wanted us to get on in our home. Hmm. I knew that he definitely had called us home and our children home for a specific reason. And that actually has begun a journey that my husband and I are currently trying to pray through as far as what that means for us getting involved in different ministry and missions across the world. Um, One of the books, actually, that we picked up at one of them talks about um, the country of Africa. And a couple of weeks ago, just kind of tying things back and how God's timing is just so amazing, (laughs) we're on the fourth book in this series, And it happens to be Apologia, which I've seen at all of them. We're on the fourth book of the series. Each week as I sit down and do our lesson plans, I just kind of move forward and think, okay, what can we accomplish each day? I want to make sure that we are focused on God's word and we're learning the worldview. So in the fourth book, the very same week that we are to learn about the Serengeti and a a flour tortilla that they make in Africa called a chapati, we actually had um, a missions day at our church. And we ended up having a pastor come in and speak about an orphanage in Africa. And if Mm. I'm not sitting here, the man did not get up and start talking about his favorite bread, which is chapati. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there looking around and seeing how how in in that little moment, Knowing what was coming up that week and knowing that I had not planned that out, there's absolutely no way I could have planned out two years ago where I would be sitting in a different church because our church actually just merged with another church and know that a pastor from Africa would be standing in our church talking about a bread that we'd be learning about in our worldview as God brings us closer in our family and growing us in our knowledge and understanding of him. And I'm sure that you have hundreds of stories like that, similar or similar to that, for what you've experienced with Teach Them Diligently and what other families have told you. Um, because I know that even at the conferences, I've had just 
eye-opening moments where people would stop me and say, is this normal? Is it is it normal to feel this close and this bonded with people <laughs> that I don't know? Is it normal to stand around and pray together and actually grow relationships with families you've never met? And I'm like, this is the way it's supposed to be. Hmm. Um, and so that is one thing that, that I've noticed anytime I've gone to one of the Teach Them Diligently conferences is it's it's not a a come and get all you can get and run away. It's come and learn the word, find material that you know are safe in your home that's going to glorify God, and better yet, let's grow relationships while you're here that's going to last throughout the years so that when you leave these doors, you know that you're equipped at home with new friends and new fellowship, and you can come back each year. And I, and I know this has been mentioned on your Facebook page, um, which is um, Facebook forward slash teachthemdiligently.com. Is that right? Well, Facebook.com forward slash teachthemdiligently. Yes, sorry. I got that backwards. That's um, okay. That, it, that it's like going to a family reunion. It really is. And we pray, we lay every element of the event before the throne of God. And we pray over speakers and we pray over special offerings, and we pray over just every single thing that we do because ultimately it is our prayer, and this is a lofty goal, but we want God to use these events to spark a revival in our land that will spread across the world. We want God to start a a great awakening among the families, and we're we're praying that there will be at least 8,000 families that show up to teach some diligently this year. We have four events, so about, you know, 1,500, 2,000 at each family or at each site. But we are praying that God will bring in those families, that he will encourage to a degree and revive their hearts so that he can use them greatly to to just spark a great awakening in our land. And then we just pray that, that he will then send out little fingers across the world and that that he will he will get the glory and that revival will start through these events. And with that thought process, I know that um, hard things come your way, that um, I think many in, many Christians don't expect. I think too yes. often Christians today have this idea that, that being a Christian means that it's easy just to walk out and share the gospel, and that if you're a Christian, that means your life is easy and everything's taken care of. But we don't see that in the Bible, and it seems to be a deception. And it's, to me, it's almost like a plague that is is really coming down hard on the Christian community in so many ways, where it's tearing um, believers apart mm-hmm. as as they walk this journey. Um, and and having known you and your family since the first teach them diligently, I've witnessed many of the joys and stresses that you've experienced running a homeschool convention. Um, but when you guys started, when you started this whole thing, did you did you have an idea that it would be easy, especially as um, the speakers rallied around you in the beginning? Did it, did it seem like it was just going to be an easy blessing? <laughs> it, we were, we were just totally ignorant. I'll, I'll just, I'll be honest, we had no idea what we were walking into. We had no idea what we were doing. We just we just knew we were obeying. So I don't think that I really thought far enough ahead to think 
this is going to be hard, this is going to be easy. Any, I don't I don't remember having any of those thoughts. Um, we were just doing what God had told us to do, and that was that was kind of the extent of my thought on it. Um, it there it's been rough. It really has been. Um, but God has always been faithful, and God has has grown us and changed us and illuminated through the hard times things about us that needed to be changed that were that were not in line with with his perfect holiness by any any way shape or form um and and I'm so thankful that God doesn't give us a view ahead of time of what is around the next bend you know I think so often we we fantasize about, oh, if I just knew what was coming, I, I could plan and I could do this. And, and God says, uh-uh, you don't want to know. Because he gives us grace for each day. But if if we're looking ahead and we're, we're borrowing trouble or we're, that he doesn't give us grace for that. We're not, we're not there yet. And yet I can testify that even in the days when I have just wanted to chuck it all, which my selfish wicked heart has wanted to do many times but even in those days there's a still small voice that says no you're you're right where i want you and i am right there with you and to to be able to have that kind of fellowship with the lord and to know that that he is there he promises never to leave me nor forsake me he promises never to give me any temptation or any circumstance that i'm unable to bear that's it's an amazing, amazing gift, and I am thankful for it. So it's, it sounds like it's definitely not easy to run a homeschool convention, that there's <laughs> trial and well, tribulation that comes along the path. And um, Yeah, th- there are practical things that make it not easy, just in the physical running of it. But right. it's it's really been the emotional things that have been the most difficult. Um, and, of course, if, if we are praying for revival and if God is bringing families in and if people are leaving change and if fellowship is strengthened and families who were about to give up or about to give up on their family as a whole are being revived and reunited, Satan is not is not going to let that go without a fight because I believe that that the family is is Satan's main target. If he can break up our families, he's getting our children, he's getting the, the individuals. I mean, it's just a major victory for him. And God is doing great things in families to teach them diligently. So since David and I happen to be the faces of teach them diligently, it stands to reason that we, we get in the crosshairs a little bit. Um, but but again it's it's never been we've we've never felt rejected by God. We've never felt left. And and there have been there have been a lot of times when David and I have really had a lot of stress in our own marriage just because of the, the outward stress upon us. And you you have to just kind of sit down and make the conscious, willful decision that you will rejoice daily <laughs> and and that you will keep your eyes on the Lord and that nothing that is happening to us uh, has not happened before. You, you look back throughout history and 
so many of the things that we have experienced, you see throughout history, just over and over and over again, Satan has no new tricks. And and it, it's kind of comforting to, to look back and see that, okay, God has always been with with these people and, and God always prevails. But, you know, I think really the biggest thing is it just comes down to an act of the will sometimes because it would it's much easier to wallow in self-pity and selfishness than to choose to rejoice daily, and yet that's the command and that's the directive we're given in Scripture. That That is so true. I know that there are days where some things just seem completely overwhelming to me, and I just want to sit here and go, okay, this is awful. I just, I quit. I'm done. I don't want anything to do with this. And mm-hmm. I hear that still small voice saying, aren't you glad I haven't given up on you? And well, you what, know, one of the... Go what, ahead, I'm what, sorry. What do you have in your life right now that I have not provided for you? And if that's not mm-hmm. the case, then why are you not rejoicing in in every breath, in every moment, in every opportunity that you have with your friends or with your family, just in those those little moments, it's, we get. I think we tend to get too wrapped up in the big things mm-hmm. that we miss the little things that really lead up to the true life changes. Something as simple as making a willful choice in the moment not to wallow in the muck and mire. Right, right. Well, and one of the gifts that God has given us this year, and well, over the last couple of years, and probably if we look back throughout our marriage but as we're focusing on the last couple of years which has been a little bit more in the fire um i don't remember a single time when both david and i were really discouraged at the same time and that that is huge and that is a gift from god because when he has been really really discouraged and just wanting to throw in the towel i'm very positive, and I I have just, you know, often I've just read something in my devotions or, or something like that that is encouraging to him. And same when I am at the end, David is generally very much able to redirect my thoughts back to, to truth. And that's just one of those, it's not even a little thing, that is a huge thing that God has done for us, because I don't know if, if we had been as at times when we were both at the end, just at the the depths of despair, I don't think that we would have have been able to press on because the the depths of despair that we have experienced have been pretty deep. And and yet God has been so so good and so so faithful. And you know, I I have fallen way short of where David has walked through all of this. And I have learned such admiration that I've always admired my husband, and I've always loved him more than just words can say. But the grace that he has shown and his reaction to people who really just spoke untruthful and, and hard things about him and our family has been a great rebuke to me and has given me a a sense of wonder at the man that God put into my life so many years ago and at the walk that he has. Um, 
And I just, I, I'm so, so thankful. I think that's another just blessed gift that has come out of this is a new level of, of really admiration and, and wonder at, at my husband's relationship with our creator. He is so good to us, you know, showing us that the two become one and the two were made for one another. So just like David has strengths, I know that you have been an encouraging wife to him as well. So I, I hope, hope so. <laughs> that when this goes live, David will take a minute and listen to this and hear the beauty of his bride sharing the love that she has for him. And that will strengthen and encourage him. And I pray it will encourage other moms who are listening, other wives, to remember how important it is that that we focus on the strengths of our husband to build them up. Because there are so many attacks on the family right now. And we as wives need to understand that our husbands shoulder so much responsibility. And since the fall in the garden, the the workload that's been put on them, it it's it's had the thorns and the thistles and the sweat of the brow, and that's not a small matter. Um, in any given time in history, it's always been hard, and it seems like right now it's more and more things in the family, the workplace, are just coming under attack. And we as wives have a responsibility to lift them up um, and to walk this journey with them. So thank you for sharing that. That's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about that today as, I try to make these shows as timeless as possible to give everybody an idea. We're in the southeast, and we've had snow, and everyone else on the street is is home today, and my husband knew he had to get in the office, and so he got in his car and and drove into the office. (laughs) Hmm. That's him. He he has um, employees that he knows that if he has to call them in, he wants to set the right example for them, and um, we need we need men like that to understand um, when they're walking with God that there are steps they have to take that may not be easy, but if they glorify Him, they're the right steps to take. Yes, so. absolutely. So it's not been an easy path. Um, you didn't really think about it, and I, I think sometimes we consider the when the Israelites were getting ready to cross over into the Red Sea, we forget that they had to step in the water before it parted. And right. They, probably were just looking at where they were and not really knowing where they were going, but it had to be better, and so they just stepped right in. Um, They didn't know quite what they were in for, and unfortunately it was a longer (laughs) journey than they expected. Um, But I think that's that's definitely part of the fall, too, is our own faulty thought process there. But through these hard times and through the good times, your children have grown and you've been homeschooling, and I know that every time we've been around you guys, my kids always leave with tears in their eyes and begging to come back <laughs> soon. Um, so I know some of the ways you guys rejoice daily, even though you're working and, and working hard together as a family. Can you share some of your family's favorite ways to rejoice and just give glory to God? Oh, well, we sing. I I love to sing, and so I make sure that everyone around me sings. <laughs> um so we we have made up Bible songs. We 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 love to sing before devotions at night. And sadly we don't do it there, there are seasons like right now when it's very, very busy and sometimes that gets cut out and I miss it very much. Um the singing part. We still we still have our devotions and prayer time but uh they sometimes get cut a little bit short. Um but we laugh. We 
it's so important to us that we don't lose our children on the altar of teaching diligently. And it's very tempting to, because there is so much to do, and I get so many emails, and David's constantly working, and and just knowing that, that there are so many people that are kind of depending on us to, to keep it together, which is ridiculous anyway, because these are the Lord's events. But from a from a human standpoint, that's a trap that we have to constantly guard against falling into. Um, so we we try to be very very careful that we do not let days go by, at least not many days go by, that we are not specifically doing things with our children that's beyond academics, that's beyond even you know specific discipleship times like like that are set aside like devotions and and Bible time and that kind of thing. Um, But where we are just enjoying one another and building, building relationships so that we, we pray that we never lose their hearts. Um, We work together as a family on teach them diligently. They do a lot. And as they're getting older, it's really neat to see more and more that they can do. Um, And so we, we try to make it both tent, Tent makers and teach them diligently um, are very much family family run. All of my children have their hands in it in some way. They they greatly look forward to convention because they get to you know wear their shirts and and be very very important as they know what's going on and and they get asked questions and that's a really cool thing for them. Um, but then you know we the Lord has opened doors for us to go on mission trips. The Lord has opened doors for us to travel and see things and and meet people and do things that we would have never imagined. Um, and all of that is, is, are kind of the, the bigger things. But then it's just it's sitting down and, and talking and staying up late with my 14-year-old when I really just want to go to bed. But he really wants to talk, and that's more important to me than, than sleep. And, you know, even if he's just trying to find a way to stay up, we're still talking and we're still hanging out and we're laughing and and there are some really good heart discussions late at night that I have found. Um, so I, I, it's just a, it's just a whole bunch of little things I think that you just have to be conscious of and look for. And I know you guys like to play games. We do. We love to play games and uh, work them in as much as possible. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we have we have some pretty intense family game nights. I, I won the last one, so I can I can be rejoicing in that right now. But I'll probably go down next time. <laughs> and I also know you have revolving doors. It seems like any time we're there, your your door is constantly open for someone, and there's always food and drinks, like water on the counter, and pre and just just very open home. And that's a blessing too, and something I think um, shows in the convention is that. You have an open home and open heart for other people sure. um, to walk this journey with them. So, um, and I know my kids have enjoyed helping at, at the conventions as well. They um, they just think it's really neat to be surrounded by people who who are walking this journey. They feel safe. They feel loved, and they think it's really neat to walk around and talk with the vendors and the speakers. And then mm-hmm. I think it's really cool when we get home and they're going through some of the books and they'll say, oh, Mommy, I remember walking to this person's booth and I talked with them about that and I didn't know that you had bought that there. 
Isn't that cool? I love that. It is. It is. So it really it it's it's a it's something I didn't expect was taking them and being part of a convention um that would help them grow a love for learning. Hmm. That that to me was not even a thought process that I would even have imagined. That's not That's an awesome. A plus we'll see kind of yeah. kind of one on there. So well it's been great talking with you today. Um, we were going to discuss the ministry aspect, but you've already talked about that in the beginning about um, the preschool in Poland right. and the monies from Teach Them Diligently funnel back up through worldwide tent makers, and then that helps you fulfill the great commission of going out and making disciples of all nations. Um, you mentioned some. Yes. Well, there's there's also another little new development that that God has done that I just think is so neat because again we would have never even imagined it this year at teach them diligently we have changed the world sponsors which we are bringing in organizations that are physically meeting needs and ministering throughout the world and and trying to show families how they can get involved right where they are to make a huge impact on our world and one of those is an orphan care adoption um, children's ministry called lifeline and what Lifeline is doing now, and, and one of my husband is in Poland even as we speak here, working on this element of it, is they are working on a way to open up our preschool for orphans there in Poland. And and so we're the Lord is just allowing us to do a whole lot of things that we would have never even imagined by bringing together more and more missional groups that are, again, focused on reaching people, showing God's love, meeting needs. It's, it's so exciting. That is exciting. Is there um, – will will your sponsors have booths at the convention this year? Yes. The, the Change the World sponsors will have a room named after them where you can – they'll have stuff out all over that, one of the workshop rooms that is theirs. And then they'll also have presents in other places, and we've set aside one hour specifically where everything will be shut down. Well, I, the vendor hall may be open, but there will be no other speaker sessions except for these Change the World sponsors so that you can go in and hear exactly how you can get involved. And these are really practical ways like packing shoeboxes for children or, you know, supporting an orphan or uh, just very, very practical, practical ways uh, that you can get involved in making a huge difference around the world. Okay. And then I think I saw also you're going to have a prayer room this year? Yes, yes. I was privileged to be asked to write uh, for a new website called Million Praying Women. And it is an initiative that is very, very close to my heart. Um, and as I prayed about it, really thinking I can't take on one more thing, the Lord made it very, very clear that this is all part of the same thing. This, to mobilize women to pray, is all part of this family revival mission that he has given to, to David and I and, and has laid on our hearts. So I am writing for Million Praying Women, and I asked them if we were to open up a room and a space, would some of the team members come in and set up a prayer room where women and men can go in and and put their requests in there, others can come in and pray over them. We can we can just really start sharing and bearing one another's burdens. And then we've set aside one hour 
where we will also have a prayer gathering for anyone who wants to come, and it will be a corporate prayer time um, interceding for families, interceding for our country, interceding for the many, many needs that have come through. So it's it's an addition. Uh, there, there are two additions to Teach Them Diligently this year that I'm really, really excited about. Um, that, well, three, because we've got the Change the World sponsors, we've got the prayer room, and then we are also are adding worship elements at the, the event. So Friday night in Nashville, we've got a concert with Keith and Kristen Getty, who are just amazing modern hymn writers and I there are already over 17 it may be up to 1800 people that are planning to attend that concert and this will be more of a sing-along so you're going to have 1800 voices raised in praise and I just I cannot wait to hear it and then in Spartanburg we will have another worship service led by uh, just a dear friend of ours Fred Pullman he has written uh, a new hymnal called hymns modern and ancient and he uh, is just phenomenal on him, history and just tying everything together. I think that it will be a really informative and fun and engaging and very, very worshipful time because, again, there will be a lot of singing together in praise and worship to our God. So those are the, the first two coming up. I can go on and give you the headlines on what the worship time will be. But, but we just want these to really, really feel like a revival for your family. And God just keeps bringing in more and more elements to to achieve those goals. That's wonderful. And I love that this also gives opportunity for um, people who are new believers to come together with others who can help them find um, ways perhaps that they haven't been discipled to Mm -hmm. come together with others to worship and glorify God. Um, I I absolutely love that. There's... um, there's so many people out there today, like me, you know, I did not grow up in a home where um, I was discipled and, and saw firsthand many of these things that you're talking about, praying together in worship and worshiping through song. And so this is a beautiful opportunity that you're providing people to be equipped through speakers, to be equipped through good curriculum, to be equipped through prayer, and to be equipped through worship. It, um it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Well, we are thankful that, I mean, again, you just have to, to point all praise to God because he is bringing together all of these elements, and, and it's so exciting. It's just so exciting. Well, Leslie, I thank you for your time today. Is is there anything that we haven't covered that, that you did want to dis- discuss before we end in prayer? No, I think that I think that we're good. We would love to see all of your families that teach them diligently. Um, we'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, and Spartanburg, South Carolina, and Washington, D.C., and Dallas, Texas this year. So uh, if you can find your way to any of those, I really, truly believe that your family will be blessed and forever changed by the experience. Yes, I, I agree with that. I know mine has for sure, and anyone that I've talked to. Um, interestingly enough, some of my friends have even said, Rebecca, this doesn't sound like it's just for homeschoolers. And my response is, you're right. It's for anyone seeking the path that God has for them. Absolutely. There are enough discipleship and parenting and marriage and uh, other sessions like that to where if you if God has not called you to home educate your children, you will still have a full convention if you come. There will be a more sessions than you can make it to that would be applicable to you and your family. That's very, very true. 
Well, Leslie, thank you for your time. I'm going to close this out in prayer. And um, oh. and I can't wait to see you in a few weeks in Spartanburg. Yay! Me either. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you now, and we thank you for this opportunity to share with others across the world about Teach Them Diligently and Worldwide Tent Makers and the Change the World sponsors. We thank you for the opportunity to pray with others. How beautiful it is for the body of Christ to come together and to praise you through prayer, through worship, through learning, through discipling one another, and most of all, just growing more in your love. May we reflect the love that you have placed upon us through your Son. May we share that with anyone and everyone around us. And through that, may we learn to rejoice every day through all circumstances so that when we stand before you, we can hear you say, well done, not for our glory, dear Father, but for yours. Be with the Nunnery family. Be with all families supporting Teach Them Diligently and Worldwide Tent Makers. There's so many people working behind the scenes, day and night, and it's all for your glory. Thank you. And it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Leslie, thank you again. And for anyone listening to find Teach Them Diligently, you can go to teachthemdiligently.net. You can also find them on Pinterest, on Google+, on Twitter, and Facebook. I think I said that. They also have opportunities <laughs> for you to sign up and get their newsletter Um they also have a blog. You can get their newsletter for just the website and or also the blog. Did I miss anything, Leslie? I think you're good. Thank you. All right. Well, everyone, have a great day. As always, we look forward to seeing you again, either listening to this show or another one, at Rejoicing Daily at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show. Until next time, this is Rebecca Brandt, and I'll leave you with a fun little song for Rejoicing Daily. We hope you enjoyed today's show and will come back for future shows of Rejoicing Daily. You can find the podcast through the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com and listen at your convenience. Until next time, make sure you are Rejoicing Daily. Thank you.